Hello and welcome to Podcast Industry Experts, your monthly slice of podcast industry news served with a side of expert opinions. I'm Matthew Stevens, the head of marketing and content strategy here at Queued Up Audio. And I'm John Luckenbaugh, the lead audio engineer and owner of Queued Up Audio. Together, we're your podcast industry experts. On the first Friday of every month, we'll be breaking down what the latest podcast news actually means for podcasters and talking shop with other podcast industry experts. From current events to the latest statistics and everything in between. Hello and welcome to this bonus edition of the podcast industry experts. As always, I am one of your hosts, Matthew Stevens. And again, as always, I am co-hosted with John Luckenball of Queued Up Audio. John, how are you doing this wonderful, wonderful, different Friday than we're used to? I am awesome, Matt. It is baseball season has started. I love it. The Phillies are going to kick butt this year. Yeah, well, check back with me in like three months. But no, what does it say? Hope spring eternal? Yep. Something like that. I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. (laughs) We should be feeling good. We have, as we teased in our last episode, we have the Infinite Dial Report for 2022. And for those people not in the know, Infinite Dial Report is kind of this industry's big report. It's the thing that tells us what people are doing, how people are are responding to audio or are responding to you know, podcasts in specific. So a lot of really good, relevant data here. As always, you've heard us say this a billion times before, take stats with a certain grain of salt. You're only dealing with a a sample size, a limited sample size uh, that while random is never going to be all encompassing, the larger of a sample size you get, the more accurate the data is going to be. So again, grain of salt, but still these are good stats for you to know as an individual creator to know maybe what you should be doing, what you should be thinking about in the coming months and years. And for those people that are businesses or networks that are listening, uh, thank you. But also what's happening, what's happening in this industry that you need to know about before you start investing a, a ton of time, money, and effort into something that may or may not work for you. So John, let's first dig into, it's been, it's been a crazy few years primary work location it's changed a little bit this year this is going to preface our entire report here matt if you look at the primary work location here it has a five percent shift in working population back to the office or school for those under you know for those school age audience members that like i said that's going to preface the rest of our conversation here matt because how is that going to affect the listening? How's that going to affect where people listen to it? How's that going to affect the amount of podcasts people listen to? Well, John, I mean, you, you said it, 5% shift. Uh, that shift is primarily outside of home is where the people listen. Went from 70% in 2021 to 75% in 2022. Primarily inside home, 24 down to 20. And then both equally, 6 to 5. So not much shift there. Most of it really seems to be people going back to work. I think it's also important to say it's still relatively early in 2022. By December of this year, those numbers are all going to have shifted even more, perhaps drastically. So again, when I said take this all with a grain of salt, this all is going to be prefaced on the notion of we're working at home, 
or working in the office, a lot of these things are going to change based on how those decisions go. Uh, another big point here is that this wasn't unforeseen. Yes. This is something that once the pandemic ends, what's going to happen? People are going to go back to work. So this isn't a shock. No, no, not at all. And and as we get into some of the rest of the numbers, and we'll, we'll touch on the podcast-specific numbers uh, toward the end of the show. It is important to know this stuff. It is important to view everything through those colored glasses. So we knew it was going to happen, but it does have an impact on what these uh, numbers are going to eventually be. One of the other big things, John, that I know we want to touch on is smart speaker ownership. We have talked about that a lot in the past, about how that is a big reason why podcasting took off throughout this pandemic is people getting to know their smart speakers, people getting to uh, accustomed to doing it and being able to listen to their favorite podcasts across the entire house while doing chores and multitasking, as we've seen in this report previously. The smart speaker is another driver for digital audio. And I can only imagine that once it becomes prevalent in, in vehicles, I think that's going to spurt another huge growth within podcasting and, or digital audio as well. I mean, you still have 100 million as your estimated audience for these devices. That's still a huge audience already. It really is. The The specific number on that is the percentage of people owning at least one smart speaker. In 2021, it was 33%. It has jumped 2% up to 35% this year. And as John noted, that is an estimated 100 million people that have at least one smart speaker. What's really interesting about that, Matt, is over half of them have more than one. 59% of people of your audience has more than one smart speaker. I know I have two. Matt, you have? I have I've got six. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it smart in this house. That's great. That's great. I mean, for me, John, I, I use it to listen to music across the house. It's nice to, yeah. instead of having speakers blare from one room and try to fill the entire house, it's nice to have them at a decent volume everywhere. Though that being said, as my daughter now knows how to ask for it, and is uh, my robot yep. is currently singing happy birthday all the time in this house. Uh, I know that feeling. Yep. The other point here, Matt, is yes, the estimated audience is 100 million, but who knows how many people are listening to that smart speaker at that time? That's very, very true. We've seen this rise over the last handful of years. I mean, again, going back to, let's just say even 2020, the beginning of the pandemic, 23% had reported having two smart speakers, 32% reported having three or more speakers, that has now jumped to 26 and 33%. Yeah, so we've seen a rise in the number of smart speakers people have, which I think is important to note, John, for your point, which is the number of people in the household listening to it, it goes up. You're not putting it in your kitchen and then your dining room. You're putting it in your bedroom, in your kid's bedroom. You're putting it in the living room, putting it in the family room. So multiple people can get access to this stuff and it also shows that people are getting more accustomed to it as they've put one out there as a trial because they're relatively cheap. Then all of a sudden you like it, you enjoy it, you start putting them all across your house. That rise in the number of smart speakers in a household, I think really shows their importance in a household, uh, really shows that people are liking their smart speakers once they've figured out how to use them. And that's not always easy, uh, despite having six. There are definitely a lot of things that I probably should be doing with my smart speaker that I'm not doing with my smart speaker right now. So one other thing here I wanted to touch on, Matt, for the for the media and technology portion, and that's the audiobook listening. 
Now, what they're showing here is that it sort of it, it remained flat over the last three years, uh, 45 in 2020, 46 in 2021, and 45 in 2022, with an estimated 129 million people that have ever listened to an audiobook. While it, it, it's kind of remained flat on here, under the share of ear report, it actually shows that audiobooks have grown considerably. So I know in 2018, it was only at 1%, and it's tripled since then. As spoken word, audio has continued to rise. The amount of consumption has really steadily gained. So it's kind of, it's kind of a deceiving number. It has the amount of people, but those people are listening to more and more audiobooks. Do you follow on that? I totally do. And actually, that's a trend that I found elsewhere in this report, too, which is we're not necessarily getting more people, but the people that we do have are listening more, which is good. So you're still getting a rise in number, but it's just not necessarily you're getting more people. So uh, good and bad that comes with that. And John, specifically, you mentioned this number on there. It was 50% in 2019, according to the Infinite Dial report. Uh, percentage of U.S. population 12 plus that have ever listened to an audiobook, 45 in 2020, 46 in 2021, and then 45 in 2022. One would think that that 50% one is an outlier. And this is again where we talk about stats. Sample size is everything. If you're talking to 2,000 people, you can have a pretty large jump like that just by talking to the right or wrong 2,000 people. So uh, as we see this across the board from 2015 all the way to now, it hovers right in that middle 40-ish percent. So 43 to 46 is pretty much standard except for 2019. The share of ear, it has uh, audiobooks and spoken word content has risen 40% since 2014. Yeah, and that's exactly it. So I, I, I also wonder audiobook listening. I'm not an audiobook guy, um, personally. I wonder how people listen to them. Did we see that decrease by people not being in the office? Was the drive, was the commute the way that they did it? Uh, was going out to events or, or going out for like a nice long hike, which you know might not be as easy to do in, in COVID times? Was that a part of it? Was just you know going to a coffee house, sipping on a coffee, and and listening kind of in the corner? Was that the way that people did it? Again, all of those things impacted by the pandemic. It'll be interesting to see as restrictions are lifted worldwide as things start to return to quote-unquote normal if we see things go ahead and shift uh, in next year's report. But as of right now, according to the uh, Edison research and the Infinite Dial report is audiobook listening pretty much standard for where it's been over like the last decade, uh, at least in terms of, of total users. Let's go ahead and dive a little bit further into social media. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, if you've heard me on the queued up podcast on podcasting, you know, the first thing I'm going to tell you is social media does not convert listeners. So stop doing it. Still do it. Let me revise. Still do social media, but maybe don't go ahead and invest everything you've gotten to, to put in your, your audio, a million audiograms up of your podcast. It's clearly not going to, not going to, not going to pan out for you. But for those people that are on social media and there are podcasts that do well on social media that have gained listeners via social platforms, this is going to be important information. So we saw a new player to the field skyrocket over the last three years, and that's TikTok. Went from 11% to 23% in 
to now holding 36% of the usage uh, statistics as of 2022. Wow. And that's U.S. population 12 plus percentage of people using social media brand. So not bad. Now, granted, 36% still falls well below Facebook's 63%, but that's not bad for a three-year rise to, to be jumping up, uh, you know, 36%, really, when you didn't exist that long ago. Biggest rise of any of the social media platforms. The other thing with that, Matt, with TikTok is the age range for it, too. Mm. The biggest age usage for TikTok is the 12 to 34 61% of those that audience has used TikTok compared to 58% on Facebook and 72% on Instagram. So it's it's really the number two platform for that younger generation. Well, and, and this is where the, the data gets really interesting. And this is why when it comes to social media, you have to be specific to the platform that you're using. You have to be specific to the audience that is going to be on that platform. And this is where this study comes in handy at, as John mentioned, for your 20 or 12 to 34 age group, it's Instagram, followed by TikTok, followed by Facebook. Those are your top three apps. For 35 to 54, it's Facebook to Instagram to TikTok. For those senior citizens 55 and older, it is Facebook by a long mile, Pinterest and then Instagram. Anyone out there targeting the 55 and older group? Facebook. Just just stick on Facebook. Don't don't bother with a single other app. Like, total. They they probably don't equal what Facebook has just this year alone. And it has risen over the last three years for that group, 52% to 57 over the last two years. So certainly as younger generations are falling off of Facebook for a variety of reasons, uh, we are seeing senior citizens dig further into it, which sounds about right. Social audio is our next big thing. Well, let me rephrase that because that's definitely not accurate. So social audio, we've heard so much about it over the last two years specifically, how this was going to be the new big thing. What Mark Cuban said that like it was the thing that was going to make or break you having a podcast, some BS statement like that. Out of all of your audio-based social media service awareness, Twitter Spaces claims 12%, Clubhouse 10%, and Spotify Greenroom has 9%. Ah, but that's just awareness. Usage is a completely different story. Twitter space is at 2%, Clubhouse at 1%, Spotify Greenroom at 1%. I want to make a, a bold claim. Social audio was dead well before it ever started. It's <laughs> dumb. Nobody wants to listen to it that way. The only people that are doing it are really the people that are putting themselves out there and are hitting up other content creators in order to kind of create like their own little their little clubhouse. But the fad kind of came and went, especially as content creators had more difficulty monetizing that content. And that's the name of the game right now. And in addition to that, as users start to go, you know what? Look, there's there's nothing here. There just isn't. It's it's clustered spaces that are not all that fun to navigate. And a lot of the times the content is recycled stuff that I could have gotten from your podcast, from your blog, from your newsletter, from all that other stuff just wasn't worth it for a lot of people, clearly, as we're dealing with 2% and 1%, I mean, 2% being the top, and that's Twitter spaces. Uh, that's not a lot, man. So I'm sure we're going to hear more about it over the next year, because it's, of course, we will. But at 
those companies aren't going to last terribly long if we're being very blunt about it. There's no comparison. <laughs> I mean, there isn't. There isn't. Even your worst social media platform for your worst demographics have more than that. TikTok, when it first started out, had more than that, at 11%, as we talked about there. So barring something dramatic shifting over the next year or two, we've seen a ton of these apps come and go, and it ain't happening. It just isn't happening. So for those independent creators out there, that was the hot thing last year. Maybe back off of doing it, unless you're seeing real progress, I would back off of it and do some other things marketing-wise in order to get your stuff out there. Let's move on to online audio here, Matt, which in comparison to the social, the audio-based social media, the monthly online audio listening has seen a really sizable increase in monthly listeners from 68% in 2021 to 73% in 2022, an estimated 209 million audience. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. And, and we'll say this, online audio uh, as they are reporting it, as Edison Research is reporting it, is listening to AM, FM radio stations online and or listening to streaming audio content available only on the internet. So your podcasts, your audio books, if you're streaming those, music if you're streaming that, uh, that type of thing. That's huge. The last time we have seen that size of increase in monthly audio listening, it was between 2014 to 2015, a growth from 47 to 53%. So it's it's steadily grown over the last seven years, but this last year it's really five percent increases is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is nuts, and I think it really goes to show. I mean, podcasting as a whole, audiobooks as a whole, uh, and certainly streaming music have just become there's a ubiquity to that 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 I don't think is going away. We're certainly seeing it as as even older generations now starting to get into streaming music. Because it's harder to find radios. It's harder to find content that way. It makes a ton of sense. And then certainly with people staying at home, you know, one would have expected a larger rise from 19 to 20, but we really didn't. So such a massive increase like that is good on all of us. Okay, so let's go into the monthly audio listening here a little bit further and see where the growth was. And that was mostly in the age 35 to 54 and age 55 plus, the the younger audience kind of stagnated and stayed at 87%, which, again, goes back to the, the comments before that it's really a saturated market for the younger audience. But your age 35 to 54, Matt, an increase of 9% from 72% in 2021 to 81% in 2022. And then your age 55 plus went from 46% to 52%. That's huge. That's huge. I mean, a 9% jump for the 35 to 54. So you, your, your mamas and papas and your, and your early grandpas and grandmas are finally tuning into online audio. And then your for real grandpas are, are doing it as well. So the only thing I will say is age 55 plus has steadily risen 42 to 46 to 52. They have not seen a dip in the way that 35 to 54 has and then stagnation 2012 to 34 group has. I know Tom Webster brought up this point. I've, I found it interesting too, Matt, but it's probably because the age 55 has grown with online audio over the last 10 years or whatever. So yes, they came into it at the age 35 to 54, and now they've graduated up into the age 55 plus. And you know, as more people go from one that one segment to the other, 
That is very true. I think that could be considered a huge part of that increase, but but again, it's still increasing nonetheless. Yeah, that, that is a very good point. One of these other interesting thing here, Matt, is we see the same increase in weekly listening as we do the monthly listening. I was just getting ready to say the same thing. That that five percent jump is it's impressive. It might not sound like, oh, it's just a five percent increase. A five percent increase on stats is something seriously wrong or something seriously right. Like you don't see jumps like that statistically. And I mean, even furthermore, like let's let's dig into that. The last jump, five percent plus, was 2015 to 2016. So you're talking about a half decade ago was the last time we saw a jump like this. And that's getting into the the beginnings of real online streaming audio. That's getting into the beginnings of podcasting. That's getting into the beginnings of audiobooks, at least in, in their ubiquity uh, across everything. That's impressive. It really goes to show you the how high the conversion rate is for this online audio that once, you know, people might dabble in it once a month, but then really enjoy it. And all of a sudden, they are a weekly listener and they stick with it. That's why, as we talked about in our last episode, John, YouTube's really starting to invest their time and money into it, hiring someone for it, beginning to alter their programs for YouTube Music Premium, and straight up handing out cash to, to creators in order to do that stuff. The money's there. The listeners are there, which means the money is there. So that's fantastic, fantastic information for, for anyone out there creating online audio as a whole. Go, go all of you. Speaking of the apps that you use to listen to online audio and YouTube specifically, we mentioned online audio brands listened to in the last week. We had mentioned that Spotify is at the top. 31% is what they claim, which is heavy. YouTube music, though, while a distant second, still is in second at 20%. And then under that is a nice little chunk before you get to Pandora at 13 And then really the surprise here, Apple Music, fourth at 12, just barely above Amazon Music. And let me tell you, I tried using Amazon Music recently. Nope. So not going to work for me. So the fact that Apple Music is just barely above it is they've got to be feeling a little bit, right? One would think maybe there's not as much money in it as we all think there is. What I see from this, Matt, is the growth of YouTube over the last week and the last month has them at. The number two position, they're the fastest growing source of online audio. The other thing I see here is all these online audio brands, Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. I don't know about SoundCloud, but all these are essential in in finding people and getting your content in front of them, right? So if you want to succeed in growing your podcast, you need to be on all these. Well, yeah. I mean, if we go by the stats... If you're only on Spotify, you're missing 69% of your possible audience. That's a failing grade. And even more importantly, I, I think it's worth noting that, you know, we're talking about percentages here, but don't forget, I mean, even the small apps, you're still talking about hundreds of thousands of users. And for what is really only a few clicks, it makes a ton of sense just to get yourself on there. But specifically, if you can only focus on a handful of apps, here's your list. Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, Apple, Amazon iHeart and then SoundCloud. If you really want to go go crazy, do SoundCloud. That's not a crazy list at all. That's that's not outlandish by any means. And it really does point to brand awareness is everything. Spotify is huge. And I also want to point out with YouTube being the way that it is, 
I think the reason why we see that as it is, as, as a second, is mostly because of their creator economy. They've got a ton of independent creators on there. I mean, millions of independent creators, both from a music perspective and a podcast perspective. That's what people want, man. We find this out all the time, especially when it comes to music. And Sean, I'm sure you'll know this. Pop is pop, but the underground stuff very quickly picks up and it creates its own following until it's eventually swallowed by the pop. Let's look at Foo Fighters, right? Like a grunge yeah. band that, that came up at the time of grunge being so big. And now at this point, like they're selling out giant stadiums and they're more like they're more stadium rock than anything else, right? Like I wouldn't call them a grunge band anymore. No. Country music, same way. When I was in high school, you couldn't be caught dead listening to country music unless you were uh, a hick, as it were. Now everybody's out there listening to Taylor Swift and, and Carrie Underwood and all that stuff. It's been popularized. Podcasting is going to be the same case here, but that underground stuff, still very, very big. Clearly, it's very, very big. It's where 20% of people are listening to it above, 8% above Apple Music, which is just crazy for me to think of that Apple is that far behind. But it follows up all the rest of their moves. So who am I to deny it? And then, John, we got to it at the top of the show. We were talking about working from home versus working in the office and how that's going to impact things. In-car listening. Now, 5% jump for people now listening outside of the home. But weirdly enough, in-car listening is down. Uh, down 1% specifically. I think you'll see that come back up throughout the year as more people get into the to the workplace, I believe. Though I think you are right. I mean, we did see a 87% of people in 2020 had driven or ridden in a car within the last month. Uh, it is, as of 2022, 84%, so a 3% decrease. That does make sense, then. We went from 50% had listened to online audio in a car through a cell phone down to 49%. So that, that would make sense. Let's get into how people listen to audio in their car, Matt. Again, the, the biggest source is your AM, FM radio. Yes, people list, like listen to the radio, but I think that's more default. Your own digital music is number two at 53%, but your podcasts are only at 32%. They did show an increase from last year from 30 to 32%. But I think podcasts are going to continue to grow to, to the point of the same percentage of people who listen to a podcast outside of the car. The major drawback in that is the ease of listening to a podcast in the car. I don't know about you, Matt, if you're trying to listen to a podcast while driving, it's pretty deadly, right? <laughs> it can be. Trying to search for a new podcast and play a new podcast. And I assume once voice activated systems become standard in cars, as people get to understand how to use voice to play their podcast, I think that's just going to continue to grow. I agree with you on that one. And I also think that the content that podcasts have is going to change to reflect that as well. I mean, we were talking about it in a meeting actually earlier today to peek behind the curtain a little bit about drive times and about, you know, uh, what's long and what isn't. For most people, 15, 20 minutes, that's a car ride. That's a good long car ride. For me, I live out in the middle of nowhere. It's 45 minutes an hour before I start going like, all right, this is a good car ride. So if I'm listening to a, I can listen to a podcast. If you're running to the grocery store, eh, maybe not. Maybe you're going to listen to a few minutes of it. Well, at that point, you're more likely probably, at least I am, to toss on some music instead. Toss on something else that I, I don't have to get invested into. Every time I hop in the car, my kids are like, hey, play that podcast. It's like, I'm just going down the street. Yeah, it's an effort 
<laughs> for me to get in, to listen to it for five minutes, to stop it, to go to the store, come back, play for five minutes, be at home, and then have to remember the next time uh-huh. I jump in the car, what happened. And that's it. I, I think we will see content start to shift to, you know, 15, 20 minutes. We'll start to see more short form content, podcast content specifically, that will then cater to some of that stuff that, that makes sense in those cases. But even still, I mean, John, you mentioned it, 28% to 30% to 32% from 20. 20 to 2021 to 2022 that is one of the only few rises in all of these am fm radio owned digital music a cd player online audio podcast and sirius xm owned digital music rose 48 percent in both 2020 and 2021 to 53 percent and then sirius xm went from 24 in 2020 21 percent in 2021 and then up to 22 in 2022 so a slight increase after a dip, but didn't actually return back to normal. So the only one that's two that have actually gained ground on where they were over the last two years owned digital music and podcasts. And again, owned digital music makes a lot of sense as you start to have to pay for premium services for Spotify and the like. A lot of people are going to start to pirate stuff again and download their own music uh, in order to create their own little mix lists and not have to pay anything. But AMFM radio, 81% to 75 to 73. So we talk about it every year, John, we talk about this report. AMFM radio is a little bit surely dying. And that probably 50 to uh, and above group is really where it's hanging on. I imagine as we start to see them shift out or start to see them go to, to online audio, we're going to see AMFM radio take a sharp dive down, like a good 10, 15%. Again, just goes to show you, online audio is very much here to stay in all of its forms, uh, and it's slip and surely killing out AMFM radio, which is once thought impossible to do. John, we're the thing that everyone actually cares about: podcasts, right? Well, that's that's we're called podcast industry experts. We should probably talk, but specifically about podcasts. So let's go ahead and dig into the Infinite Dial report for podcasting specifically. And we'll kick things off. Podcast familiarity. And that is just percentage of people familiar with podcasting of the U.S. population 12 plus. We had a 1% jump from 78 to 79%, which is an estimated 226 million people. And of that group, 62% are listening. But here's where it gets even better, John. It's not just a 1% increase in the podcast listening audience. It went from 57 to 62. So clearly, at some point, people got wore down hearing about podcasts and went, fine, I'll listen to one. And then now our podcast listeners. <laughs> I think that's the most encouraging number there, Matt, is the podcast listening grew 5% over the last year. Last time you had that big of a jump, it was 2018 to 2019, pre-pandemic. I definitely say it's still influenced by the pandemic. But I think what this is showing is that there's been a lot of light users, casual users come into the podcast space and, and dabble with it and try it and like it. Yeah, it's been a joke for the longest time that everybody has a podcast and people are getting tired of it. But according to these numbers, apparently not. Keep telling people about your podcast. They will eventually go, fine, let me just listen. Now, will they become monthly listeners? According to the Infinite Dial report of our 62% of people that have ever listened to a podcast looks like some of them are, are kind of sticking around. Uh, last year it was 41%. How about 
had listened within the last month. And this year, 2022, as of right now, it did dip down to 38%. So we saw a slight decrease, a 3% decrease specifically. That still comes out to an estimated 109 million people have listened to a podcast within the last month. And as we've been kind of hinting at throughout all, all of this, in-car listening, as that gets improved, and as people return back to normal jobs, those commute times will go up. We will, will potentially see monthly podcast and weekly podcast listening rise along with it. But as we're still dealing with some of the effects of the pandemic, uh, it appears that there is still some some room to grow. The 2021 number is definitely pandemic inflated. But uh, if you go back to the 2020 to 2022, we actually do have continued growth there, Matt. So in 2020, we were at 37% and 2022, 38%. Small growth, but taking out the pandemic year, it's still growth. Yeah. Also, as we saw previously, again, and we said at the top of the show, stats should be taken with a grain of salt. That 2021, they might have just gotten an odd batch of survey people where more of them had listened than not. So there's going to be slight fluctuations from year to year, regardless, just simply because of that. So John's right. Looking at 2020 to 2022, there's still growth. There's still growth. We might have kind of stagnated a little bit in some ways, but we're still growing overall, which is really, really good. We do see the slow rise of in-car listening. As of 2021, these are all 2021 stats, so they should be good. Quarter one, 64% of people reported listening at home, to podcasts at home. And this is amongst weekly podcast listeners. Quarter two, 63. Quarter three, 63. Quarter four, 59. But in-car is where it gets interesting. Goes from 14 to 15 to 17 to 20. So a very steady climb of weekly podcast listeners listening in their car over the course of 2021, which coincides beautifully with work returning. That 5% increase, right? You see it right yep. there. Yep, exactly. So, And these are the weekly podcast listeners. So again, that's, that's really, really important to see that we're, we're seeing that in-car return back up there. So these are going to be your, your typically your, your more diehard podcast supporters. But it really does echo a lot of what we'll see across the board in less uh, interested demographics as well. So I think really, really important stuff there. However, monthly podcast listening is down overall. So it was 41% in 2021. It's down 38%, of course. Uh, the drop's happening both amongst men and women. But again, let's go back to that age group thing. Ages 35 to 54 are the only group seeing a rise, 39% in 2021, 43% in 2022. So, John, I think you mentioned it before of that 12 to 34 group, maybe getting into the 35 group. I'm amongst that. I turned 35 last year, so I'm amongst that group that would help that rise. And it makes complete sense that that would happen. And it also makes complete sense that we'll see that group continue to rise up over the next few years as the, what, elder millennials or younger millennials fade up into that middle middle column? I think you can say the same thing with the age 12 to 34, Matt. I think that's expected with the going back to school and going back to work, that crowd having less time to listen to podcasts. 
Yeah, you're right. I mean, those are going to be your kids, school, and they're going to be your early adults. Kids that were out of school and they they were the the young adults that were the what most unemployed during the pandemic. It makes sense why you saw that huge rise in 2021 and that drop off over the last year. Yeah, 49 to 56 back down to 50 for the age group specifically on monthly podcast listening. So, I mean, it was certainly unprecedented times. All of these stats have to be taken with that in mind, have to be viewed with that in mind that, you know, 2021 was a very odd year, the first full year of the pandemic completely from January to December. And the impact that has obviously on consumer habits is being felt here. But nonetheless, still that growth, 49 to 50% is fantastic. And even better yet, let's go pre-pandemic 2019, 42 for that age group to 50 this year. Pretty stellar pretty stellar overall. All right, John. And one of the final things on this infinite dial report is gender, age, and ethnicity of monthly podcast listeners. And while there's a lot of stats there to to certainly dig into, I think the, the big takeaway is it's pretty closely mirroring what the U.S. population is. Of course, there are differences, but compared to what it was previously, where we used to make the claim of podcasting is quote-unquote more diverse than the the u.s population that's not really being the case anymore uh specifically with ethnicity the differences there are same percentage of white same percentage of others same percentage of asians hispanic is one percent down for podcast listeners compared to u.s population and african-american is up two percent compared to what the u.s population is so virtually identical Right, like effectively negligible, especially when you consider the sample size and whatnot, could easily throw that off uh, for what it is, I think shows that this chart, all these stats are probably pretty realistic, probably pretty accurate to what we should expect across the board. So not too bad, not too bad at all. It's a big report and uh, folks, go read it. I mean, edisonresearch.com, you can get a hold of it for free. Uh, we will have the link in the show notes. If you go on ahead and visit queuedup.com, you can go ahead and check that out. But dig into these reports and see for yourself what's happening in podcasting. If you are a podcaster, it's important that you note that stuff. It's important that you pay attention to that stuff. But John, let me ask you, I mean, what are your overall thoughts? You, you got a chance to kind of read over all this stuff. You got a chance to kind of dig into it. We've talked about it now for a little bit. What are your takeaways from this report? All right. One of them, I think here, Matt, is the influx of casual listeners continues to grow. The the number has gone up every year since 2014. And for it to become this huge medium to attract these huge brand name advertisers, it needs to have these casual listeners. Yeah, I I think that's a very good point. That actually follows what my overall thought was, which is, you know, podcasting seems to kind of hit a little bit of a plateau. If you compare last year to this year, a little bit of stagnation on that. It's not necessarily a bad thing because, as you noted, there seems to be a increase in the number of podcasts being listened to as things start to kind of come out. Smart speakers become a little bit more ubiquitous. Driving, we start doing that a little bit more often as a society, again, with the, the, the ending of the pandemic. A lot of those things, we're starting to see more people digest more podcasts as they kind of get a first taste of it. We're seeing them pick up two, three, four, eight, eleven podcasts, as some of them are. It's good. You're not gonna you're not gonna get a hundred percent of everyone. That's not gonna happen. Not everyone's gonna be a hardcore listener. So having your casuals in there makes a lot of sense. And 
as the age groups continue to go on, we just see it being a part of society now, which is is what you want as a podcaster, right? Like you want it to be as normal as the radio or as normal as television and movies. So positive things there. I also think it shows you ways that podcasting can grow, Matt. As we spoke on the smart speakers, I think that's a big opportunity for podcasting to grow if you get the on-the-go thing figured out. So it's it's a little bit easier to play a podcast within the car. I think you're that's going to be a huge area of growth. I mean, what what about the 55 and older group, man? Like that just keeps driving up and I think we talked about it last year or the year before about that like man, that if you're that's a demographic no one's going after right now is 55 and older, but they're there. They certainly are. Maybe not the same way as 12 and 34 year olds. That's a market I would expect people to really tap into in the near future, uh, going after that audience. What about the accessibility and discovery, Matt? Expanding that podcasting pie, <laughs> right? How to get everyone listening. You need to meet these people where they are. The people who aren't consuming audio, they're consuming video. So go to where they are. Go to YouTube. Go to the platforms that have these people. Go to your podcasting platforms because Get your lowest hanging fruit, which is your podcast listeners, right? What about the other part of accessibility, Matt, with the diversity, right? You know, considering your content and ways of being accessible to everyone, right? For sure. And and I think, you know, we talked about it when it comes to the apps as well, being platform agnostic, that kind of goes for everything. You want to hit niches. I, I think that's very important, but you don't want to paint yourself completely into a corner if you're a podcaster on relying on a specific age group, relying on a specific demographic, that's hard to do. You want to make sure you're everywhere, wherever possible, and make sure that you are going after the especially few apps that make the most sense, going after the few demographics that makes the most sense for you. However, I do want to say, I think podcast discoverability is still a massive issue, and it's something that the Infinite Dial Report doesn't go into nearly as much, but I I think we start to see more of those casuals become hardcore listeners once they can find content that works for them. And yes, bingo. Depending on the app, it's going to be a completely different experience. As again, if you listen to our earlier episode this month, we talked about Apple uh, updating some of its stuff. You know, being able to know there's more than one season of something, being able to track things by season is is great. But being able to find new content that isn't a celebrity interviewing another celebrity is going to be even more important. So we will see how with podcasting maybe starting to stagnate a little bit in my opinion i think we're going to start seeing podcast apps have to pick up their game on discoverability and and really make that shine in a big way in order to make those numbers go up so it's not a bad thing man okay matt so what about for the agency and the media buyers what can they what can they get from this well if you're an agency i I think you need to see that podcasting as a whole is growing Now's not the time to rest. Now's the time to invest. Uh, invest in your staff. Invest in good content. I mention it all the time on the Queued Up podcast on podcasting, but content's king, man. Like if, if you put out good content, people will eventually be there. It might not happen as quickly as you like. It might not happen as, as immediately as you like uh, or all at once as you like, but it absolutely happens. So Invest heavily in good content creators. Invest heavily in ensuring that those people are set up properly 
Uh, invest in some marketing. Invest in those things because the audience is absolutely there and they're not going away. And as things happen, as things continue to progress throughout the pandemic, we will see those numbers rise up again, I think. Another thing on that, Matt, podcasts have a multiplier effect on other advertising formats. So add podcasting into your, your marketing strategy. You know, on its own, podcast advertising has definitely has its benefits. They're strong with telling people about a brand, raising perceptions, and really driving that purchase, right? But when you combine it with other media, I mean, it's ridiculous how effective it is with telling people about a brand or improving opinions on a brand when podcasting is included or combining it with video, combining it with other visual cues, other, you know, your social media. Podcasts really make campaigns more memorable and trustworthy, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as always, we bring these stats to you. Not because we just like talking about stats, though. Don't get me wrong. I do like talking about stats. I love stats. But it's to help you be smarter. Uh, instead of focusing on whatever app you are, you know, recognize that these are the top six apps. Uh, instead of focusing on age group that might not be right for you, focus on this age group instead. Instead of using this social media platform, use this one instead. This is clearly what podcasters are liking right now. So this is just all good information to help you up your game a little bit. And as always, I'm going to tell everyone that listens, try your own stuff out, check out what's going on, but take the free advice when it's there. And you have a great survey here from the Infinite Dial Edison Research, Wondery, and Art19. I, I don't think you're going to get a better look at what is happening in podcasting than you will in this report. Matt, last thing. Do you have anything for independent podcasters off of this? Anything different? Be smart. Pay attention to what these reports are telling you. Uh, and try to get ahead of that stuff whenever possible. But more importantly, use it to know where you need to dedicate your time. If you have every social media channel, well, you probably don't need to spend an hour a day on each one of them. You wouldn't have time for anything else. Use these, you know, based on your age groups, based on your demographics, use these to go at first. The same thing with the, the apps. Um, so just use it to up your game. Get smarter about what you're doing. The Infinite Dial says the weekly podcast listeners average eight podcasts a week so figure out your audience figure out what they want and how you can displace one of their eight so i was just get ready to say it's like my space for those people that were around and those like yeah yeah top eight who are you cutting are you cutting grandma <laughs> identify what your audience needs and let that help shape your content to get into that top eight and i think the other thing matt is just discovery word of mouth is huge but like we said before, get that low-hanging fruit. Be where all the other podcasts are. Do your cross-promotion. Do your appearing on other podcasts. Tell people to subscribe at the end of your show so you can continue to, to engage with them. Don't forget about YouTube. Yeah. I mean, really, if I were to have one takeaway for everyone, regardless of what you are, an independent podcaster not making a dime to a brand that's going to go ahead and pay us tens of thousands of dollars, be on YouTube. Think about it. Plan it out. Figure out what content's going to go on there. Create your channel now. Start to start to put those wheels in motion so that way when you are ready to do it, you you can start immediately rather than trying to catch up years after everyone else has done it. Cough, cough, apple. But as always, I'm Matthew Stevens. And as always, that's John Luckenball. And I want you to subscribe or follow, depending on which app you use. 
wherever you get this podcast app. And it should be everywhere you get this podcast app at this point. Uh, every podcast app that's out there. So follow us on social media, queued up audio, and Matthew S underscore pod on Twitter for myself. And hit us up. Hit us up with your questions and your, your thoughts. Uh, if you've dug through this infinite dial report, you let us know what you saw in it that maybe we missed. Hit us up and say, hey, you guys forgot about this thing. Uh, shows TikTok gained this much ground. We'll absolutely talk about it in next episode. But otherwise, have fun and go out there, use this information to create something amazing. That's all for this month's podcast news and opinions. If you like what you heard or found it valuable, please subscribe to our podcast and leave reviews wherever you get your podcast set. Also, make sure to check out our other shows, the Cute Up Podcast on Podcast, where I teach you how to make better podcast content, sound better on the mic, and grow your podcast audience. We also have Cover to Cover, our podcast all about audiobooks. From writing to marketing, host Isabel Mongeau helps independent authors turn their traditional books into top-selling audiobooks. And as always, check us out on Twitter at QDUP Audio, and go to our blog at mypodcastagency.com for even more great podcast advice and opinions.